This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Thursday, May 7th, 2020. On this day in 1992, three employees of a McDonald's in Sydney River, Nova Scotia, were murdered in an armed robbery. It was the first fast food murder to occur in Canada. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the Sydney River McDonald's murders. Let's go back to Nova Scotia on May 7, 1992, just after midnight. The still and silent night in Sydney River was disrupted when a car rolled to a stop along a dirt road. The McDonald's iconic golden arches glowed in the distance as three young men exited the vehicle, Freeman McNeil, Derek Wood, and Darren Muse. 18-year-old Wood had been working at the fast food chain for a couple of months, but he wasn't content to get by on minimum wage. He and his two friends were going to break into the store and steal the contents of its safe. By Wood's estimation, it held some $200,000. Split between the three of them, it would be quite the payday. At some point during his employment, Wood had discovered a little-used basement door that led into the McDonald's. After finishing his shift that evening, he had left it propped open. The plan was to sneak in once the establishment was closed and break into the safe. But they'd be ready in case there was trouble. Wood carried a 22 caliber pistol while Muse had two knives. McNeil brought a shovel handle and ropes. They were ready for any eventuality. A few minutes after midnight, the three young men crept into the basement, but they weren't alone. They encountered two of Wood's co-workers, the restaurant's manager, 22-year-old Donna Warren, and 20-year-old Arlene McNeil, no relation to the robber. Initially, the plan had been to beat any witnesses unconscious, but Wood had made a crucial mistake. For some reason, he hadn't disguised himself. The two women immediately recognized their colleague. In response, Wood shot Arlene in the head. She was still alive, but barely. While McNeil kept an eye on Donna Warren, Wood and Muse went upstairs to see if there was anyone else in the restaurant. There was. 29-year-old Neil Burroughs Jr. was cleaning the kitchen and hadn't heard the commotion downstairs. Surprised by the intruders, he was powerless to fight back as Wood shot him in the head. Like Arlene McNeil, it didn't kill him, but this time Muse was determined to finish the job. He slit Burroughs across the throat with one of his knives, and yet the victim still clung to life. 
McNeil had to join in and struck Burroughs with a blow to the head from his shovel handle. Burroughs was finally killed by another gunshot to the head. Once they dispatched Burroughs, Wood went back to the basement and brought manager Donna Warren upstairs into the office where the safe was located. Once she opened the door, Wood shot her in the head too. Unlike the others, she died instantly. It didn't take long for the robbers to collect all the cash. The safe only contained a little over $2,000, about 1% of the haul they had anticipated. And the night continued to go wrong from there. Before the three of them could leave, 27-year-old Jimmy Fagan came in through the restaurant's back door to begin his overnight shift. Like the other victims, Fagan recognized his co-worker Wood. Before he could run for help, McNeil took Wood's gun and fatally shot him. With nobody left to stop them, the three robbers ran out of the McDonald's and into the night. But their escape didn't go undetected. Jimmy Fagan had taken a taxi to work. The driver saw Wood, McNeil, and Muse running out of the restaurant. Concerned that something was wrong, the driver went to investigate and discovered a massacre. Thankfully, the police arrived soon enough to save Arlene McNeil's life, and they were able to catch her assailants. Wood had left his backpack behind, and it was labeled with his name. Within 10 days, all three of the robbers were arrested, and now they would answer for what they had done. Coming up, the McDonald's murderers stand trial. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. Ten days after they murdered three people and permanently disabled another at the Sydney River McDonald's, 18-year-old Derek Wood, 18-year-old Darren Muse, and 23-year-old Freeman McNeil were arrested. Following a year's worth of legal wrangling, they finally went on trial. Derek Wood's case was heard first. He was convicted for the first-degree murders of Donna Warren and Neil Burroughs, as well as the attempted murder of Arlene McNeil. As punishment, he was sentenced to prison for life and was only eligible for parole after 25 years. Darren Muse stood trial next. Perhaps after seeing what happened to Wood, he pled guilty to the second-degree murder of Neil Burroughs. In exchange, the prosecutors dismissed some of the other charges against him. It hardly mattered. He was also sentenced to life in prison, eligible for parole after 20 years. Lastly, Freeman McNeil faced the jury. He was found guilty for the first-degree murder of Neil Burroughs and the second-degree murder of Jimmy Fagan. Like Derek Wood, he was sentenced to life in prison with eligibility for parole after 25 years. 
As time went on, the community of Sydney River tried to heal. The fateful McDonald's remained in operation for another eight years until its owner closed its doors and tore it down. We don't know why they did, but the memories of what happened inside the restaurant may have been too painful to overcome. In prison, some of the attackers tried to come to terms with what they'd done. Darren Muse dedicated himself to anger management programs. He was granted parole once he became eligible in 2012 for what was termed compliant behavior. Following his release, he was banned from ever returning to Sydney River or the surrounding areas. Instead, he moved to British Columbia and has kept a low profile ever since. Some news outlets have reported that he invested a significant inheritance and has been able to live a comfortable lifestyle from it. That idea didn't sit well with the victims' families. Speaking to the New York Daily News on the 25th anniversary of the murders, Neil Burroughs' sister said she would never forgive them. She must have been pleased when both Derek Wood and Freeman McNeil were denied parole when they became eligible. Wood had assaulted two prison guards in 2007. The parole board felt he still represented a threat to society. But there may be hope for McNeil on the horizon. Although he was denied full parole in 2017, the board felt he could return to society in a more limited capacity. In November 2019, he was allowed to leave prison once a month without an escort. However, like Darren Muse, he will not be returning to Sydney River. Out of respect to the victim's families, he's promised to stay away, even if he's not banned from going. And hopefully, that will provide a small comfort to those who still suffer from the echoes of that painful night. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Alex Benedon, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 